Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krops. And good morning, everybody. It is a very cold morning as we begin uh, a Thursday to talk about the political issues of the day and how you can use them to change your world. It's the whole goal of this radio show, as you know, because there are persuadable people in your world. You know there are. They don't particularly care about politics. This is a unique time with which to have persuadable conversations with them. One of them has to do, of course, with elections and the transparency of them or the security of them because everything in our society revolves around elections. So therein lies your opportunity. We're going to talk about that today again. In fact, our guest today is Mark Thielman. You know, he ran for the Republican nomination for governor uh, and was unsuccessful. He now is Um, running a group called Battleground Oregon. And this is dedicated to the idea of bringing together resources to go to court, to use the law and the courts in our favor for it. This is very proactive. It's a good thing. He has two lawsuits. One in federal court and one that He just announced in state court that we talked about the other day, and we're going to hear from him today, talk about at the bottom of the hour in a live interview, talk about his goals, his purposes with this, and then he's going to be joining us live in person next Tuesday evening at the Political Coffee Clatch at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill, 6 o'clock next Tuesday evening, to talk far more in depth and answer your questions about how this is all going to play out and what truly are the expectations and how we can be a part of that. It is critically important that we are a part of that and the things that we do because elections matter. Even if they are stolen. Now, there is a great piece in the in American Greatness today. Another Here's the headline to it. Another brick in the blue wall of fraud. How Republicans can recapture the presidency while the blue wall of fraud remains standing is the question of our time. Let me say that again. How Republicans can recapture the presidency, and I'm going to say elections at every level while the blue wall of fraud remains standing is the question of our time. It's a great piece. It's written by Michael Cochin. And it's more than just drop boxes and ballot harvesting. It starts out talking about House and Senate 
Democrats in Michigan. The rules by which the votes are cast and counted. Now that speaks volumes, does it? Not what Joseph Stalin said, right? Not who votes that matters, it's who counts the votes that matters. And that relates to everything in our lives, including Measure 114. Now, by the way, thanks. Uh, I think it was Avis who sent me the Marion County Sheriff, Sheriff Joe Cass, um, community message from Sheriff Joe Cast regarding ballot measure 114. Basically, he doesn't take the strong position that some five other sheriffs have, have taken. We know that in Beta Fox News story. We talked about it yesterday. They are not going to enforce all or pieces of ballot measure 114. In this press release he sent out, He said, we anticipate significant strain. This is in the fourth paragraph. Significant strain on our limited staffing and resources as a result of Measure 114. Moving forward, we will prioritize our services towards the areas of greatest need to best serve the residents and visitors within Marion County. Therefore, listen, we'll not be focusing investigations on magazine capacity issues. Over the next several weeks, we'll share additional information as it becomes available. We appreciate your continued patience. Now, folks, this is splitting the baby. It's standing on the fence. It's not a strong statement by any stretch of the imagination, but at least he is throwing a nugget our way in saying they're not going to focus their resources on investigations on magazine capacity issues. Yeah, you ought to be taking a stronger stand, Sheriff Cast, in my opinion. There is no question. I mean, you're hiding behind. Well, we know there's going to be litigation. He says that. They're trying to understand the requirements, develop processes and procedures to comply with mandated provisions. No, you don't need to do that. It is unconstitutional to require a permit to buy a gun. You need to take a stand strong to say that. Corby writes me an email, by the way. If you want to send me an email, it is jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. I'll do my best to read it on the air. Or if you want to call, 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. That is the power of Buick GMC. Corby's email is about Measure 114, and it says this. Background checks and concealed weapons permits are an infringement of the Second Amendment. It's just one more infringement. The Second Amendment was not meant for hunting and sport. It was meant for personal protection and to take back our government when it has got out of control from tyranny. We are several years past when we should have stood up. Let's just continue to use the guns as paperweights instead of holding those responsible for their lawlessness and tyranny. Also, Sam Bankman freed, laundering our tax dollars through Ukraine and giving it to the Dems to win elections. With the help of Joe and his family, have you followed any of this? Yes. I talked about it yesterday. In fact, there is a link to a story 
on yesterday's show plan. If you go to kslm.news, go to local podcasts, click on political coffee. You can find the last three days pod. You can find all of the podcasts, but the last three days are up there on the home screen. You can click on each of them and you can find every story that I talk about and the link to it. And you can listen to the podcast and you can download, including the interviews, like the one we had yesterday with Jim Lauder, who's running for Marion County Republican chair. They're having their meeting tonight. Yeah. And guess who also, just guess who also got money from the Sam Bankman-Fried scam? None other than the turtle, as Rush Limbaugh used to call him, Mitch McConnell, who was elected or re-elected last night as the Republican go-along, get-along leader. Now, there's a great, there's a couple of great pieces in the um, in the Federalist about this. And it is this. Why electing Mitch McConnell as Senate leader was the best gift Republican establishment could give to Trump. Yes, it is. Now, Only 10 U.S. senators on the Republican side voted for Rick Scott. The rest of them bought into Mitch McConnell. Now, I'm going to tell you, the this is... Kevin McCarthy was elected as the House Republican leader because officially... Republicans now have enough votes to take over. They will win some more as there are still as there are four races in the Oregon House, three in the House and one in the Senate that are still undecided in the House and the Senate. So far, Democrats have lost their tax raising majority. They can still pass anything they want. Republicans can't do anything to stop it. But in the U.S. House of Representatives, they elected Kevin McCarthy. The story, the headline is, here's everything Republicans should do now that they control the House. House Republicans have to follow through on the promises they made to voters and punish Democrats for creating endless crises. I will tell you the Mitch McConnell wing of the party will say, no, you can't do this. We have to do it. Because there are a lot of people in the middle who aren't Republican or Democrat, but those independence voters that are demanding accountability. And they had better follow through. And impeaching Merrick Garland, defunding the FBI, disbanding the sham January 6th committee, probing the Biden family businesses, subpoenaing Anthony Fauci and a whole bunch of others, the COVID tyrants over their lies, impeaching Mayorkas for the open border crisis getting to the bottom of the Afghanistan debacle. That we need to do because that has everything to do with the sycophants that are in running the Pentagon, dramatically limiting federal spending and blocking whatever they can and finally impeaching Biden. Now this is an article written by Jordan Boyd. 
I my prediction to you is little if any of this is going to happen. But I will tell you this. There's a reason why. And let me end this segment with this. This is the this is another article in the Federalist, and, and I want to focus a little bit on this. Is this is important. Listen. This is a story about why the elites in the Republican Party, the elites in Washington, D.C., including the Democrats and the bureaucrats, the professional class in the bureaucracy, including some in Oregon, why they hate you and I. Listen to this. I quote from the story. They hate Trump, but they really hate you. You, your family, and your community are supposed to finance their, the elites, special interests with your tax dollars until the end of time. They couldn't stand having their interests put on the back burner for four brief years, years while Trump advanced the interests of the American people. Trump's willingness to actually deliver for the people, effectively giving them a semblance of control over the government, wasn't supposed to happen. The elite's attempts to pivot the base of the Republican Party away from its ongoing fascination with populism is how they plan on driving a wedge back between the American people and the control of government. Mitch McConnell is sitting down with Chuck Schumer to have a discussion about how he can rid the Republican Party of you and I, the MAGA, conservative, America first Republicans. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Twenty-two minutes past the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. Rebecca Donaldson is an award-winning real estate broker, and she is on top of her game. The game of buying and selling homes, which is good for you. In fact, because she's on top of the latest things that are going on, interest rates, changes in the law, those sorts of things, that's good for you because she can give you the best advice and can help you get where you want to go in buying or selling a home. Why don't you give her a call? It'd be worth your time to do that if you're thinking about buying or selling a home. 503-269-0747. 503-269-0747. Or check out her website at rebeccasgothouses.com. That's all one word, rebeccasgothouses.com. Son of the Almighty sent me an email about defying voters. It's questionable that the measure was passed at all. He's referring to Measure 114. How would you or I know? Do you trust the ballot harvesters? With mail-in theft rampant in Oregon for decades, including the latest governor's fiasco, it should be clear that the powers 
that B, had their sticky little fingers in unconstitutional gun control. Defy voters. What kind of bias is that wording? Does the author think that voters can vote away the Constitution, state or federal, just like that? Obviously, the push for democracy over the law is what the Marxist left has been shoving down our throats for a long time, as well as educating young minds of future voters. Oregon's a test case for the entire country, I'd say. And he's relating to the MSN story about Oregon sheriffs defy voters, refuse to enforce new gun control measure. You're right, defying the voters. Now, by the way, there is a, and thank you, Dave Ganslin, for sending this to me uh, by email. And uh, it, there's a freedom, let freedom march. There's a rally this Saturday at the Capitol Mall. I think I might go to that. There's vendors, speakers. The River Church is putting this on. It's this Saturday at noon. Pass the word. Get it out there. It is a rally to stop Measure 114. This Saturday, the Capitol Mall at noon. Let freedom march. John, right, who worked really hard against Measure 114, writes this. The fight against Measure 114, as you've already mentioned, our recourse is now with legal objections. There are many groups working to that end, and all will be needing help. To that end, the Oregon Firearms Federation announced yesterday they are teaming with Gun Owners of America in the legal fight. You can contribute to the Oregon Firearms Education Foundation, which is funding this fight in conjunction with the Gun Owners of America. That would be, by the way, a tax-deductible donation. To stay up to date on their activities, you can also sign up for alerts at the Oregon Firearms Federation website. Thanks, John. Yes, Oregon, the Gun Owners of America and Oregon Firearms Federation are working together to begin the legal fight. Now, elections matter. We'll get more to that in a moment. want to thank Power Honda for being one of our sponsors of both this show and this radio station. You know, Power Buick GMC talk line is exactly what it is. They sponsor, but it is specific to Power Honda in their separate sponsorship and advertising on this show and this station. So if you're looking for a, a good new or used automobile, Check them out on the web, mypowerhonda.com, mypowerhonda.com. The voters of Michigan const passed a resolution changing their constitution to ban honest elections. What? Yep, they did. They, along with Pennsylvania, now prohibits signature verification of completed mail-in ballots. The only theoretical way to prevent mail-in voter fraud impersonation. Yes. 
Now, Michigan's even further in that their measure doesn't allow the legislature to roll back any of what they approved. Now, our only hope there is that proposal number two, it doesn't, that voter theft doesn't even count as a crime. Our only hope there is that the U.S. Supreme Court is going to say these types of things are unconstitutional in federal elections. It's a stunning thing. It's not a positive article. But let me tell you, this is exactly why we're going to have a conversation here at the bottom of the hour with Mark Thielman, because there are ways to unpeel this onion in the rest of the country and in Oregon. That's what we do in our political coffee clash. Mark Thielman's going to be joining us at the bottom of this hour, and he's going to be joining us next Tuesday for the political coffee clash in person at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill to talk about this in depth very much in depth come on and sing back in a moment don't go away Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Hello, hello. 24 minutes before the top of the hour. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is that power of Buick GMC talk line. There's an update, by the way, on... um, the Arizona governor's election. Carrie Lake has picked up a couple of more thousand votes. Now imagine that. How could that happen? I thought that uh, the it had all been called for Katie Hobbs. Well, they're nearing the recount trigger threshold. Folks, it's who counts the votes that matters. But it's also the rules around voting. We just talked about that in terms of what Michigan and Pennsylvania has done. But it's how you administer the votes, and that's why a Secretary of State's office and an Attorney General are the focus, along with several local um, county clerks in Oregon, including my own, are the focus of a lawsuit that has recently been announced. We talked about this a couple of days ago. There's a great story about it in the Yamhill Advocate. Filed amongst of the people that filed it, Mark Thielman, and he joins us right now. Mark Thielman, good morning. How are you, friend? Oh, I'm doing well, Jeff. It's a it's a fine, brisk, cold uh, fall morning. <laughs> Boy, it really is. So, all right, so... You're going to be joining us next Tuesday night at the Political Coffee Clatch up here uh, to talk about what we're going to talk about now in in a much more in-depth manner. Why did you file this particular lawsuit, and what do you hope is the ultimate outcome here? 
Well, we filed the lawsuit uh, really because of the psychological impact that the 2020 election has had, and not to mention the the ever-changing rules. As you know, new laws were passed during COVID without any public input. So, uh, and uh, the Secretary of State, just before Election Day, right here in Oregon, Shamia Fagan, announced that uh, county clerks had her support to vote or to accept ballots all the way up as long as, uh, which is now 14 days is what they determined. Uh, initially she said 13, but then they added a day. So, you know, 14 is a nicer number, I guess. So uh, uh, if anybody hasn't voted, please go vote. If you're upset about the outcome, uh, the law says you can turn in your vote. Doesn't have to be postmarked because it turns out, Jeff, that when they do bulk mail for return envelopes, paid for by the taxpayer through the state, they don't always postmark those because it's considered bulk mail. Another beautiful example of incompetence by the people running our elections. And the other thing people don't know, and I want people to understand, this is another purpose of the lawsuit, is what is the impact of starting or being allowed to start counting your votes seven days ahead with the only security measure being, well, county election workers have integrity and, and they're not allowed to share any of the results. Seven days ahead of an election in Oregon, you can start counting. If there are bad actors out there who want a sneak peek at what they need to do, uh, that would be a great way to do it. So all of these things damage the confidence of, of everyday people uh, in the belief that their vote counts and that the election is fair and transparent and secure. So that is part of your argument on your federal lawsuit. Yeah. But but this particular lawsuit dives into the minutia. Yeah. Uh, of things like, uh, I mean, there, there are a lot of pieces to this lawsuit um, let, let's do uh, ballot harvesting and that mm-hmm. the allegation in your lawsuit is that there are mule rings that engage in ballot harvesting in Portland and Eugene with the intention of committing voter fraud. How do you know that? Well, we know that because uh, ballot harvesting is legal and Democrats do it. Tina Kotek, in the two weeks prior to the election, when the uh, she realized that uh, uh, things weren't, you know, that her lead was uh, not what she wanted it to be, did a last-ditch effort to hire 400 ballot harvesters. Now, the, the comedy of that is, it, what people don't know is that the governor is has plenary power over the DMV. The DMV has everybody's driver's license number, everybody's birth date, all the information you need to uh, um, affect, to find out who's voted, who hasn't. And literally, you can go to people who've never voted and and literally uh, knock on their door and ask for their ballot. And that's what they've been doing. All right. So you have to have evidence of that, obviously, if you're going to promote, because hiring people to do that is illegal under federal law, is it not? Well, under federal law, but not not here in the state. And if you're the governor, and you're running for a governor race, which isn't a federal race. It's allowed in Oregon. And you know, it's you know, the the case is a is a federal case. Uh, so another great example is the Culinary Union in Las Vegas being in charge of emptying all the ballot boxes and processing the ballots and then dropping them off to election officials. Now they are a biased organization. They they've told all their members to vote straight Democrat ticket. And uh, when signatures didn't match in Nevada, it's fascinating. The culinary union uh, agreed to go to uh, homes with their their uh, team of people 
And but they didn't go to any Republican homes to clear up those signatures, Jeff. And what impact does that kind of behavior have uh, on 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 a system that says elections are fair, secure, uh, efficient and transparent? And what you're referring to is ballot curing. These are you know, somebody turned in their ballot, but they forgot to sign that blue envelope on the outside. In Oregon, it's my understanding, both parties have the ability, and it's the political parties that do it, to go out and to call those people, to go out to their place. And and I know people in this audience who do that, who go out to somebody's house, and every one of those votes counts, doesn't it? Yes, yes. Um, I, I, but it's not an equal and fair system when you have the power of a union machine. Um, Republicans don't have the power of giant public unions who um, uh, literally put up millions of dollars to pay for people to go and do this. It's not a level playing field. Now, the opportunity is there, but uh, Republican uh, voters tend to be different. They tend to have an ethical approach even to ballot harvesting, which is why uh, the lawsuit is so critical. What is the psychological impact of these disparities? And it's a violation of civil rights. It ends up disenfranchising one side over the other. And our laws, even on the books now, even though they've been watered down, are very clear that that is not to occur. So should public unions have any role in election support or, or choosing one side? I mean, this has been a, you know, a 70-year debate. I would, I would argue no. Putting a public union in charge of uh, collecting ballots in Nevada uh, has an impact, psychological impact, even here in Oregon. Sure, and, it would. Uh, it would. Yeah. Now, the, the lawsuit also says that Oregon election officials statewide and at the county level are manipulating ballot data entered into the computerized databases to alter the outcome of elections. Yeah. You're going you're so to have to present evidence of that, are, are you not? Yeah. Well, a piece of cake. So uh, isn't it strange that uh, we, you know, I just had a meeting last night, crunching data, very smart people, uh, people, by the way, Democratic people um, or former Democrats, a little of both, who also have a concern about the integrity of our elections. And uh, um, they they produce beautiful graphs, which we will be submitting into evidence, of course. Uh, you know, the secretary of state recorded zero votes for Betsy Johnson for 24 hours. It just, it's absolutely fascinating. This is publicly accessible data. And then, uh, and then once, once they, they dropped the votes in for her at the Secretary of State level, um, there was exact, um, the graph for all three governor candidates was, was just linear and exactly the same, almost no change between the three. And again, that, that defies probability is you get a, a county that might be for Drazen comes in, she should have a little bump and Maybe Kotech has a little dip. None of that occurred in the data. And those things are evidence that something is amiss. And now what, what that is, we can only speculate. But we don't have to prove the detailed minutiae of the fraud to know that people can see that and say, see, things aren't fair, why vote? Indeed, and that is the thing that we have to fight against the most. We're talking with Mark Thielman Folks, his website is battlegroundoregon.org. It's all one word, battlegroundoregon.org. He is part of the, um, the well, he's part of a group of people that are suing the Secretary of State, the Attorney General of Oregon, and I believe eight counties, including my own, Lynn County, 
mm-hmm. for a number of things. Now, some of these, and, and by the way, they need contributions to help pay for these lawsuits. So I'm going to ask you to contribute, folks. Go to battlegroundoregon.org. Now, you also allege that Shamia Fagan, Ellen Rosenblum have illegally blocked public records requests by people to inspect election databases and have refused to comply with public records requests when they have been ordered to do so by DAs. And you also allege the high prices being charged by some county election officials in Oregon, as high as 51,000 for these data requests. Yet other counties have given them over for hardly any money at all. How do you think that part of this thing is going to play out in court? You got one minute. Well, if you're going to disenfranchise people who who have a concern, whether it's legitimate or not, uh, what our government does is calls them conspiracy, says you're a, an enemy of democracy, and charges them fifty-one thousand dollars for you know a hundred dollars worth of uh, information, specifically to shut down and disenfranchise those people from uh, uh, getting the data they need to alleviate their concerns. And it's being done by the hands of government. Mark, thanks for joining us. Sorry the time is so short. Appreciate okay. very much what you're doing. Look forward to having you next Tuesday night. Talk a lot more about this in depth at the Political Coffee Class. We'll see you yep. then. Looking forward to it, Jeff. Thank you. Battlegroundoregon.org. Make a contribution. We've got to pay for the lawyers and the lawsuit. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 10 minutes till the top of the hour. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buke GMC talk line. Emails to jeff at 1220.am. Jeff at KSLM.news, like the one I got from a state employee who shall never be named. Actually, there are several. Here's what it says. Winning a lawsuit. It is helpful to use logical and rational arguments in a court of law to argue against corrupted and stolen elections. However, if there are not solid arguments based in the Constitution and solid legal precedents, we will likely not see the results we are hoping for. Ultimately, arguments taken before federal courts must be based in the Constitution and law if they are to be successful. Agreed. What is sad is that not a single lawsuit brought in 2020 for the presidential election across the country, not one single lawsuit has been heard. We're talking federal courts now on its merits. Every one of them were dismissed for lack of standing. You hear Mike Lindell talk about this constantly. Right now they have 45 lawsuits going. Just Mike Lindell's group alone. What Mark Thielman is doing is profoundly important. It's going on offense. And if, and I said this the other day, if you look at every element of his lawsuit, and it's not just his, there's a ton of other people that are part of this lawsuit. If you look at each of them, each of them, 
every of these elements, they are all designed to advance the arguments of what we know to be true, including phantom voters, including how the votes are counted, what are they trying to hide, getting the data, the cast vote records, getting the actual data log files. All of this. By the way, you heard Mark mention that it's pretty cold out there. It is. I'm in the low 30s here on the farm. If you're cold and you're not comfortable, call Freedom Heating and Air. They'll get out to your home right away or your business and they'll get your problem fixed. It's one, just one of the many things that they have done very well over the years. Give them a call. Freedom Heating and Air, 503-580-1456, 580-1456. Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net. That's all one word, freedomheatingandair.net. Fred shares the telegram group says it's a great topic of conversation and knowledge that kotek is not governor yet no kidding you can go to telegram the telegram group and our telegram group political coffee clatch mark theoman others again battleground oregon Lee writes an email, says, I was in a conversation yesterday with Tom, who said, will we ever be able to relax? And I thought I I just saw a story about um, Ron DeSantis saying everybody should just chill out. Well, Lee writes this, says, I find it interesting that Tom and several, uh, several others still don't understand that we can never relax. Relax in the fight, that is. Take a moment to relax. Yes, every person needs a moment in the day to relax, and our creator wants us to take the first day of the week and relax. But the fight for liberty cannot stop just because of an election. Work must continue. How much work, Tom asked. So much corruption on all sides, it's gonna take a lot of work to secure the future and that our children and grandchildren will live. Tom then said he hadn't thought of it in that way. Isn't it interesting that the right wants to make things better for all and the left wants to make it better for a group and condemn everyone else. Keep up the education. Yeah, that's right. Keep up the education. We're going to do that tomorrow, actually on um, tomorrow's Freedom Friday, of course. You can call and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Saturday at noon on the Capitol, it is a big event. It's going to be the big rally. This Friday on the cap, or this Saturday rather, on the Capitol at noon. Okay? At noon. Let Freedom March. River Church is sponsoring this. Come and be a part of it. I think I'm going to go up and be a part of it. I think you should come and join me. Mitch McConnell, by the way, ended the 2022 midterms with $40 million in his pack. He refused to fund Blake Masters in Arizona. Blake Masters defeated his rhino Republican candidate for the U.S. Senate race. Masters was outspent by $70 million. Mitch McConnell refused to spend money there. Oh, he spent like $500,000. There is, by the way, a Pennsylvania, speaking of lawsuits, 
Gateway Pundit story about Pennsylvania voters file a lawsuit to delay certification after officials detoured from the counting center into a closed building for six hours on election day. The county also deleted this particular county, uh, Delaware County. 194 voter registrations that were deleted after election day whose ballots were, in fact, counted the day after election. So they have filed a lawsuit to stop the certification until a hearing is held, which they would present evidence that the county literally detoured on election night the physical ballots and V drives for six hours into a closed building in which the poll watchers were prohibited from entering. Now, this is what we talk about at the Political Coffee Clatch, friends. Well, you need to join us next Tuesday night at the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill. Mark Thiel will be there. Lawsuits are just a part of what has to happen. I'm telling you, Folks, they've had years to develop the mechanisms by which they are stealing elections, and they are. How can you have the treasurer of Arizona get 240,000 more votes than Kerry Lake, Mark Fincham, Blake Masters, and Abe Hamsda? How can you have that? She spent almost no money. Nobody knows her name. They voted for her. Why? Just because her name sounded nice? There was an opponent, you know. How could that happen? Well, it can happen when the algorithms miss that race. This is part of the lawsuit that Mark Thielman is engaged in. Folks, we have to keep fighting. We have to keep praying that these election transparency and election integrity lawsuits and all the things we are doing at the ground level to go out and find the phantom voters, to ask for the cast vote records, and then to ask for the data log file. We have to engage in all of this, and we have to get better at going out and ballot harvesting ourselves. Legal and with honor and integrity. Thanks for joining us today. Tomorrow is Freedom Friday. I want to thank Eric Azer, Righteous Renovations, for being a part of this show. Also, Pro Bioscience. Check out the website. See you tomorrow on Freedom Friday.